0: Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's right on R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Just so you can see. The reason I'm going to do this is so you can see comments, but really, it's just going to be us looking at ourselves, which is pretty weird. Since there's no guest, let me make sure I have the right audio. I do. Do I have it here? Audio. I do. I do. I do. Let's do this. Let's proceed. Yeah. Move on. Podcast. I push buttons.
1: Yeah, you press buttons now. This is the OKS Hunter podcast.
2: Never pass on shooter bucks if that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter.
0: here we go again on our own
1: stood up once again
0: we kicked Derek out and got stood up no just kidding um i think that i think there's a scheduling snafu that i'm not fully understanding just yet i'm sure i'll dig through my emails and figure out what happened um and then we told Derek to go home because it's his anniversary tonight, so he did. Good. And here we sit, just me and Greg. <laughs> it's been a while since it's been you and I. You I and know. I, you and me. We do these things. Brought to you by Half
1: Rack. Oh, you, you should have a little Debbie.
0: Oh, you look like this a is little a nut- Debbie. what do they call these nutty? It's nutty buddy. Nutty buddy, not nutter butter. There's a distinction. I yeah. keep calling them nutter Butters. That's not what they are. It's a Nutty Buddy. It's a Nutty bar. Buddy bar. Nutty Buddy bar. I've been eating these Nutty Buddy bars. I have all these, all these uh, little Debbie snacks in here for a little photo shoot I did for this shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. Actually, I should put the,
1: and um, now I'm just eating them all. Should we just partake in one right now? Yeah. A little before dinner snack.
0: They're a little. They're really chocolatey. If you're gonna get poop on your hands. You gotta be careful. Mm.
1: Oh wow. Yes. You eat them with the. The all the rubber set.
0: on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, this is the OK Center Podcast. We are brought to you by Half Rack,
1: as I eat this Nutty Buddy Bar. I'm um, partaking in an Oktoberfest, nothing like putting down some calories.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to kind of bulk up for the cold months mm-hmm. coming ahead. I think no. the body naturally does that, because I've been putting the bones up pretty quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're sitting down here in a studio, studio full of little Debbie Snacks.
0: Yeah. I got I got all of them cuz I was like well I couldn't discriminate. I was like no, I need the zebras for the picture. I need the nutty buddies. I need the ho- I need
1: all of the and those are the king zebras too. Oh yeah. Look they're at that large. One. They're not the, the little baby doll pack either. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, go to half rackcom and uh, use code OHP for 15% off and I did put their snack pack to use uh, this last weekend. And I enjoyed it. Actually, it was great cuz I unwrapped All my snacks. Dump them in there. So when it came time to get into my snacks, ten minutes into my hunt, I was pretty quiet about it, which is nice.
1: It's normally it's a problem if you leave all that stuff in there for a given amount of time. It'll be like digging in your wife's purse. (laughs) You find a stick of gum and it tastes like the purse. Yeah, that's true. Purse gum.
0: And you gotta be careful about like certain temperatures. Like if it if you leave it in your car with food in there and it heats up, this Nutty Buddy bar could be Be a a puddle in there. A puddle of chocolate. So that'd be. Pretty great going through the wash. You got to be careful about that. Anyway, uh, our other partners, I was able to get in the Latitude. I did get the X-Wing platform put to use, so I was really excited to try that. It fit in my pack really well. Um, it's about as wide as the the Lone Wolf Custom Gear saddle platform, but, but it's like much lower form factor than. So I liked it for a number of reasons. It did give you a lot of versatility to like where to put your feet because of the X-Wing thing. And... With my feet up against a tree, my heels got to be downward more so. Uh, but if I want to put my feet flat, I could. Um, it did have a leveling screw on there. So if there's some tilt to the tree, it could you could handle that well. Overall, I was pretty satisfied with it. What boots did you wear? Uh, I used the that? gum leaves.
1: Because um, I much, didn't know how wet how, it was going to be where we were going.
0: How did it feel? Good. I, been I, I've been doing that with my gum leaves forever, you know, with, um, sure. with the, the saddle stuff.
1: I think a pair of hiking boots is better. Yeah, there's more support, more, more padding, more well, just a thicker sole. Hmm. Yeah, you got a pretty thick sole. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. You're gonna eat nutty buddies like this. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I so I don't. Know, I I liked how it fit in my pack. There's just more room in there. The the, I know Lone Wolf Customer has two platforms. I have the larger one. I think the smaller one would be a great option. But this uh, the X Wing from Latitude is nice. Obviously, I run the lateral the the Method Two. Uh, saddle platform which look if you're gonna get into saddle hunting i I highly recommend just start there start with a two-piece system skip the one-piece diaper and just go to the two-piece because you're gonna have a better experience more adjustability more movement that kind of stuff more shot you know type support um yeah it was my first hunt back in the saddle friday
1: that's uh that's always a good feeling
0: I ran the, the sticks too, the Latitude um, Carbon Spruce trees, Speed Sticks. And boy, I got to say, man, that was my first hunt ever, ever that I was able to get in quickly and quietly and get, and most importantly for me, get down and out quickly and quietly. You know how I get down and out of these oh, trees. It is not pretty. I, I always, and so this is what happened. Then I went over by Jace who had the loan of custom gear sticks and platform because he used that one. So he could film up in a tree and we must have spent better part of 10 minutes trying to get the J hook through the sticks into the platform and fiddly futzing around clanking metal. I'm like, this is exactly why, like this is one of the reasons I just, I personally just happen to struggle with that stuff. Someone like you, I don't think you do like you, you never had struggled with your old stuff.
1: That I'm no. aware of, because
0: you were always down by my tree before I ever, I was still putzing around and you were already over to me. So like,
1: my mechanics are different than yours. So I have, a, a, I have a way of a process of taking things down, putting things up, you know, squaring them all away for, for transport. You, you're just on the struggle bus a little <laughs> bit with it. <laughs> so this is my first time not
0: really being on, I got to feel what it was like to not be on the struggle bus. I was like, oh man. This was efficient. Mm -hmm. I loved the rope tie-on. Like, I think you could do that with... You don't need to have latitude sticks to run that type of amp Um, steel.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would not want to run the rope mod on the custom gear sticks. I mean, guys are doing it, I believe, with success, but you got to be careful how you run that rope across the corner hmm. because the corner will cut through it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I I don't know, man. I'm also just like the... uh, People talked about the standoff distance. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it. I had no, it didn't occur to me as a problem. Like yeah, your no, size 12
1: shoe, right? Yeah. So it,
0: and I was wearing rubber boots. Like it seemed fine to me. Now I think my Kamek's or whatever those are, those other bigger boots that have insulation, yeah. that, that, those think, are going to suck on anything.
1: Yeah. It, those are not easy to, to maneuver on. I mean, I, I maneuvered on the old school lone wolf single steps mm-hmm. with, with the big heavy Kamek's or my big, you know, lacrosse ice Kings. Anytime you got a foot like Mickey Mouse and you're trying to get up a tiny little peg, yeah, it's not pretty. It's never pretty. Yeah.
0: That's how I had always done it. Cause I had Mickey Mouse boots, but the, um, the bite was good. They didn't budge. And Jace was like, man, those look, those are awesome. Obviously silence taped them or whatever. And, yep.
1: Stealth. Yeah. Still they, they
0: didn't make a peep. There's no, there's no sound happening. Like I was thoroughly impressed with my whole entire scenario. I didn't make a single sound of metal noise, the way up the tree or down the tree. Mm-hmm. I, for the first time my hunting career, I felt like the ninja that I've always wanted to be. That's good. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, obviously, if you're interested in anything latitude wise, we we rep those guys. We support those guys. But we're also open other products too. Like Greg is running some XOP stuff. Um, to some degree, obviously Lone Wolf Custom Gear. We're, we're rocking that a little bit here and there. Um. What, what is Derek? Derek's using tree stands still from Lone Wolf Custom Gear, custom right? Custom Gear. Yep. So like, we, we're a hodgepodge. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're exo you know, pieces, stuff together. Old
1: school Lone Wolf, new new Lone Wolf Custom Gear stuff. Um, latitudes sticks and and saddles. Um, the only reason I don't have a uh, a latitude platform, they didn't have any. Yeah, they didn't they're have just any low. The
0: they're low, and I'm we got one for the three of us. So I'm happy to share, but then I. Push came to shove, and I'd, nah, gotta I... No, you got to hang on to that. I, that I mean, if, gonna, I was, if,
1: you're, if you're doing well with that system, yeah. you have all the parts and pieces to it, you might as well just run it.
0: It felt good. It felt good to fit in my pack and all that stuff. Anyway, so check those guys out. Uh, obviously, I made good use of Spartan Forge. We we did try to use the uh, um, Blue Force Tracker. I think there's a little bit of a learning curve there for you and I to just figure out how that populates on a certain property. Yeah. But And I'm assuming we did something wrong, because like we're user error type idiots, so we'll have to... Chat with Bill and and team over there, just be like, hey, do we do this right? Do we do it wrong? Like, what are we missing? So then we can educate you guys that listen as to how you could use this stuff. But, um, you know, dropping pins, taking pictures, looking at maps on there uh, is always a great experience by and large, especially when you just see how beautiful it is. So that's kind of nice. And then uh, go wild. I got to get on there as a personal person the brand is on there and mm-hmm. I post to okay Hunter, but like Eric Clark hasn't posted much in a while. So like navigating. Yeah, the, I haven't either. Back I'm sure
1: I wouldn't be surprised if I got messages on there from people that just follow me on there.
0: They probably have questions for you, Greg, you know,
1: nah, I don't know about that,
0: but no, I mean, I have time in the, I hunted Friday and Saturday. So I want to go log that time because I want the points. I still want the points. Like I, I'm there's things I can buy. And if I can get a discount that's steep or free, uh, it's definitely if nothing else, if that can't compel you to post there, then like, I don't know what will, other than the fact that it's a good community of good people that are genuinely curious in, about helping one another and being positive and not shitty. Like some of the Facebook groups that exist, mm-hmm. dude, I can terrify. I have questions for Facebook groups, but I'm not, I get real nervous about posting to them. Cause oh, I'm like, yeah, ah, I wonder what's going to ensue from this post. Like I posted my, people my pack and stuff and, and I'm like, oh maybe, boy,
1: maybe 30 of them will be nice and the rest of them will be ripping on you. Yeah.
0: Calder. Good evening, gentlemen. Just got out of the Deer Woods. Didn't see anything tonight. Tony Cordero, what's up, guys? My mom is in the chat. Hi, mom. Um, layman survival. Hello from Northwest Ohio. Gene Gunther. Probably saying that night uh, that name wrong, but good evening from Ashapin. That's local, local Ashapen. I hunt up in Ashapin from time to time. That's cool. Hey, uh, guys, phone lines are open. This is a uh, live broadcast podcast. So if you're listening after the fact in podcast land, you can tune in on Tuesday nights. I would point you to our YouTube channel primarily. And typically from about 6-ish p.m. to 7-ish ish p.m., we record live and uh, we do take calls. So if anybody wants to call in and tell us how their hunting season is going so far, uh, give us a ring. The number's on the screen. It's two six two We'd love to hear from some of the folks now that we're in hunting season, um, kind of hear how it's going for you, how, what you've been seeing. We're entering what would commonly be known as the October lull. And, uh, I think people try to myth bust that or they believe in it or they don't. I don't really believe in it. It's a thing that people talk about.
1: There's people that know way more about it than we do. And good hunters know that, lull. Well, what's that? You know, they, I think it's a shift that's going on.
0: It's a shift. I think that's probably. I mean,
1: I'm seeing it on some of the public grounds that I'm hunting. Mm -hmm. Like there's no bucks, no big bucks to be seen, at least in the pieces that I, I frequent. That's not to say they're not out in better pieces. There's other pieces that do better. They lay out differently. They have different habitat in them. But you know, some of these spots that I hunt, they're really thick and a big buck with big antlers isn't going to want to fight with that. They don't because the trails don't open up. They're not open until mid to late Full October
0: still there. Yeah, like, mid to late October of
1: all of a sudden boom there's a trail blaze through there. Hmm. Well, that wasn't here 2 weeks ago. There hasn't been a whole there's not a whole lot of or any human sign here. So humans aren't going in and out of that. That's deer. That's deer that are
0: they, wide wide axe bust uh, bust branches, huh? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Figure.
0: I don't have any intel on anything. I'm I'm uh, hunting on a hope and a prayer, you know, um, wishing on a lot of luck. I'm happy to get into a property, whatever. I'm gonna do some new properties this season, and just got my way in on a hunt, and hope for the best as I go in. But I won't know anything about has it been hunted a lot? Is there a lot of pressure? I'm I might get I'm not gonna know if there's any deer in the area or deer worthwhile. Like I'm just gonna go throw some sits at spots that might end up looking good or not. Uh, and that'll be my season. So if I get something, it's either because I'm really good or am really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be no... I, I don't know. You tossed a coin. I don't i don't know what it'll be. If you get something, though, you put in a lot of time over years on certain properties. Well, like, To understand them,
1: understand how the deer... Yes move and no. Them. I mean, I still have to, quote unquote, go back and check my work, right? I, I can take it for granted that I know by... It changes, so yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. It, it, and human pressure changes too. Yeah, human pressure changes. Well, like the last bunch. year, even
0: the ragweed was like ten fucking feet tall. Yeah, and this and year they're... it's not
1: quite as tall. Yep. Um, and I'm not finding the human sign that I normally find either. Yep. So people have learned that that, or they've deemed it that that area sucks, and they're not hunting it anymore because it, it, it's a drag getting in there.
0: Oh, it's not fun.
1: No it's awful getting in there and if you're parking at the parking lot and taking the long walk and then having to pound through that stuff mm-hmm. to get in and maybe see a deer or spook any deer that are in there which are usually does and small bucks it's you know you've blown it up it's not really that great yeah all the effort wasn't worth the sweat and the tears
0: it's a lot of land out that way though just in general mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of just general opportunity
1: yeah, I mean there's there's uh there's a lot of acreage. There's potentially eighteen to twenty thousand acres within I don't know, twenty minutes one way or the other. You'd say
0: your season's going fairly decent so far.
1: Yeah, I mean I've had some encounters, I've only gone out three times. Um it's been good. I had opportunities. I ran out after work last night and seven deer. Saw so seven deer. Had opportunities at three of them. One was a, a nub buck, which I wasn't going to shoot. Uh, another was a doe, and then there was another doe fawn, which I could have easily taken, but I'm not out there for that. It's, you know, you've seen it. It's a lot of work for a very, very yeah. little bit of venison when it's all said and done. If
0: you consider the drag, yeah, scenario. It's
1: definitely. I've got easier venison to make. Yeah, you know.
0: That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it is a lot of work. I remember when I hunted with my cousin a couple seasons ago, it was a hot, hot, hot day, and we were quite a distance from where we parked. And he was like, man, I mean, if you want to shoot one, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But also, right. like, you're going to have to, like, weigh in the amount of work you want to put into something like that on a hot day like today mm. and how long it's going to take. And you, you got to move fast. But that's what it was. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. So it's all personal preference. Obviously, we preach that every freaking week on social media. We're saying, "Yeah, you do, someone. you
1: man. If you want to go, but, yeah, that far out and shoot a doe, and hats off to you. I've done it.
0: You've done yeah. it plenty of times. <laughs> I've, done I've plenty been with of times.
1: you. Yeah, you yeah, were. The with moon me. was out. One of them. And yeah, like... Derek was with me on the last one. Yep. You know, and that was that was harder in venison. When it's all said and done, all the dragging and trying to find it and through that stuff. You know, most of that stuff's anywhere from six to. 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look that bad when you're, you know, 12, 13 feet up a tree. But Yeah, it's actually pretty you're done, perplexing. You're, yeah, the grass once...
0: is as tall as you, and then you get up in the tree, and like, that just looks like regular grass. Yeah,
1: and you can see things because you're up high enough. And then once you're down on its level. It's
0: confusing on, as shit. You're um, like, where did that arrow go? How did that deer come yeah, through here? What happened? I'm
1: lucky I found that arrow from the last one.
0: Yeah, it's wild. It's a different type of terrain back there. Joel got a a doe um two nights ago cool right Wednesday Tuesday yeah he wasn't hunting Monday it was Sunday he got a doe I was like oh I looked at Holly. I was like hey man do you like do you want me to come help you (laughs) how'd that go he said no and I was like okay are you sure because I knew Holly would have conceded to let me go help my buddy but also would have been like god dang it you know because then it's like well you're not deer hunting but you're always doing deer stuff and uh He's like, no, 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 I got it. I, you know, I can make quick work of it and get her out of here. He's the gutting king of the world. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he got it right in the heart. And from what I understood, he got it from the ground. Nice. And uh, put a stock on her and was pretty excited. He called me. He's like, I got a huge dough. <laughs> so, uh, not far either. Like, I know the area well. Cool. And uh, he's been putzing around that property for a while. So I'm glad he finally capitalized on getting some meat because his kids love venison.
1: So, that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so people are putting him down. Heller got a hell of a deer. Yes, he did. Heller got a hell of a deer. I should text him. I wonder <coughs> if he's around. He, um, I think he put a measurement out on his. Yeah, it was like just, a rough I, bit back of the napkin kind of yeah, thing. It was like one hundred fifty or something, right?
1: Yeah, it was just about one sixty. Memory serves correct, one fifty-eight and change, something like that. It's a nice deer, and he earned it. It's been a long. It's been a while since he shot one, so yeah. it's good to see him. You know, and he's been putting a lot of time in on his Tons family property yep. and passing on small bucks and just waiting for that one. And he got the opportunity to to finally make it happen. Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
0: That's pretty, uh, I don't know, man, that was a big-looking deer. I mean, I, it's cool to have, like, a frame reference, the one on the wall here the, being the 130, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, 130-something. Like 150, that's huge. Well, me, I mean, you, you know? got
1: the spread for it. You just don't have the beam length, and you don't have the tine length there. Yeah.
0: So I can't imagine... I personally have a hard time imagining much bigger. Like I, that's probably the biggest, well, I mean, it might be the biggest year I've seen on hoof. Eh, that's not true. The one a couple of years ago was probably bigger, but um, yeah, this one I got to touch, so yeah, it's always a different feeling to get to put your, uh, your hands around it. I don't know. What else is going on, Greg?
1: Not a whole lot, really. I mean, life in general, um, work, that sort of stuff. Nothing too exciting, just... uh,
0: Cold fronts are here. Yeah, I mean, the cold
1: fronts here. Uh, It showed up and, you know, cameras are going off with a lot of deer movement and bucks. And, you know, I got one nice buck daylighted early in the morning, you know, at 7.30 in the morning. Um, I got a handful of small bucks um, that are showing up pretty regularly at night, early in the morning while it's dark. So yeah, it we'll see what happens. I don't have a whole lot of uh I don't hold a whole lot of stock in pictures other than yeah, we have deer here. Where are they? Well, they could be a mile and a half in another direction. They just decided to take a mosey. And yeah, ended up there. Especially the ones at night. I mean those deer are probably farther away than you think. Or they they could just be walking around the camera the entire time. So I don't hold a whole lot of stock to it, other than yeah, they're they're around, they're in the area. You can
0: see the screen. There's a small leg, but there it is.
1: What happened to the dude that called in while tracking a deer last week?
0: That's Noah. He did not recover. It was a clean miss. Okay. Clean, clean miss. So, is that Tonson? No, that was Noah, taller guy. Ah. Uh, um he's at foam fest he also came yep. out to the dells i don't think you were there for the dells but uh, no. yeah he just commented <laughs> he said, that was me it was a clean miss dang man good luck tonight so um he's in the stand again listening found something worse than squirrels to hear turkeys <laughs> that's crazy i'm just putting all the comments on the screen for anyone listening in podcast land but uh derek go be with your wife stop commenting on our podcast um, Gene Gunther, you said it's pretty close. I've lived in Ashpen my whole life. Nice. Yeah, I've hunted down. Well, I don't know what that river. Is. I think it's the Asherpin River that goes into Ashpin Lake. I've taken mm-hmm. canoe down that through the mill pond there, and um, I've definitely seen some really really nice bucks out that way. I've have yet to figure out how to hunt them over there, and I know it's a fairly crowded yeah. piece, but especially people can the rut. People can get it done out there. That's for sure. Just got to figure out.
1: Yeah, there's been some big deer killed around that that piece of land.
0: Yeah. Uh, another comment here. Gene, my son missed a doe Saturday night on his first youth hunt at eight years old. Great dad moment. He's on the push me to go hunting. Well, that's awesome. Speaking of youth hunt, I did. I brought So I brought my kids out on Saturday for a youth hunt. Two of them. Two of the three. Because the, the third, I was like, there's no way Jude's coming. He's you
1: brought them out to sit in the woods with you while you were
0: not really hunting. Not really
1: hunting. Yeah. It was just a field trip to the woods with Camo and Orange on. Yeah. That's fine.
0: Yeah. I didn't I wasn't gonna like make them sit through a full on hunt. But (laughs) Dane, my my middle guy so Logan, my daughter, silent as a mouse, didn't make a peep. She's a rule follower, so we give her rules, she follows them, usually. And in this case, she wanted to impress so she didn't talk. She whispered the whole time, didn't talk when she wasn't supposed to talk, was great about it. Dane A little bit more going on upstairs and really so damn excited. Wasn't really hearing any of the rules at all. (laughs) So Logan had to keep reminding him. But then he, I gave them grunt tubes and they called and uh, gave him a squirrel call and let them each run around with it for a little while. So that was kind of fun. And then they actually got into some like uh, pretty thick stuff. And Jason and I were like, couldn't keep up with them because we couldn't duck and dodge the branches nearly as fast as they could. They were tiny. So they're just ducking and weaving through things like, no like big rabbits. That's what it was like. And I was like, wow, actually pretty cool to take these guys scouting because they could get into these areas. <laughs> 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 so that's kind of neat. And then at the end, Dane I was like, All right, buddy, we're, we got to go get lunch. Like been out here a while. Like, I don't want you to get too cold. Let's get some food. He got the biggest sad lip ever. It's like the, you know, the, the, the pout lip. Pouty lip. And he goes, but I wanted to kill a deer. <laughs> I was like, well, Dane, there's no guarantees here. Like, we go hunting, and sometimes we don't see anything. And he was like, no, but I want to kill one. <laughs> so he was having a hard time understanding that, like, you know, yeah. we're not going to kill one today, pal. He was pretty disappointed. So that that's a great lesson in hunting. That <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Here we go. This is a caller that just popped in. Anthony. You're live. All right, cool.
2: I don't mean to hijack I'm in Houston, your Texas. I, where <laughs> are you? Are you in Texas? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Texas at a work conference. Shot a deer. I literally just walked into my room.
0: Shot a deer and then you head to Texas. Do you do you mind? Do you wanna use this small quick opportunity to like tease some story tidbits or like, do you want to hold out
2: for your own? Yeah. You guys are far more important to me than my actual like <laughs> nine to five. That pays all my bills.
0: But I'm just saying, do you, are you comfortable sharing your story here? I don't know if you've shared it elsewhere. Oh,
2: hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah. Let's talk.
0: Let's do it. So your property that we do the 3d playground at, I'm assuming that's where you got this thing. Is that accurate?
1: It is. Yep. Nice.
0: So break it down, buddy. Cause you've been at this shit for a while. And like, you've been so helpful to the hunting community. You put out such good educational content. That's how you and I met like 2017. I think you and I started talking. So yeah, it's been a minute.
2: Yeah. I remember doing the the podcast originally on your bar at your old place. Yep. So in your basement. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the hunt, um, so for everybody who was at the, at the archery shoot, um, so the third target, which was the elk. So the first shot was the bedded buck, like over the cliff. The second shot was the javelina. And then the third shot, you kind of like made a U-turn on the four-wheel trail and then walked down the four-wheel trail. And there was an, there was an elk kind of like 20 yards in the woods. Do you guys remember that? Yep.
0: I'm picturing him, I'm walking through to my yeah, mind. We so, took a left this year at the cornfield and looped around to start at the cliff. So I think I have a good idea. Yeah
2: yeah so right where you were standing where you shot at the elk that buck was standing right there on that four-wheel trail when i shot him <laughs> that's wild so that's where yeah but how yeah, did you know so, like that's um, the place to be as, uh, like how did you how yeah, did you? Yeah, the whole story of yeah. it Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so i uh Yeah, it's been, I've been hunting my family farm for six years um, and I've had a lot of close encounters, uh, a lot of, uh, a couple missed opportunities where, you know, first year I was there, there was a giant gnarly non-typical that I didn't pull the trigger on because he was kind of not a perfect shot he was like 30 32 yards and i, I just it wasn't comfortable and, I w- and big thing was i wasn't comfortable with my bow at that point like my broadheads weren't flying the best and so I, I let him walk and then and i think year three i i had a shot at a really another really nice buck um and i just shot over his back um and then this year um you know i've been running trail cameras on the property every single year uh and i just For whatever reason, you know, it's one of those spots that hunting public land for a long time, I overlooked like a lot of the spots that are close to the cabin. Like I continually thought, ah, it's close to the cabin. These big bucks won't be here. I got to go deep. I got to go far. I got to, you know, penetrate into my property to these, you know, tight bedding areas and things like that. Um, And so this year I took a little bit different approach. And I was like, look, the last five years in the early season, uh, for whatever reason, big bucks, the bigger bucks on the property seem to like this four wheel trail. Um, and that's the one that you, it's on the, it's on the east side of the property. And and like I said, it's where you shot uh, at the elk mm-hmm. and then you keep walking down the hill and eventually you shot at like the Turkey that was kind of in the woods. and you shot at the carp that was in the Creek. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, uh, I went out. Is the the cold front last weekend right hit? It hit on Thursday, and so temps dropped on Friday. I was really excited to get out on Saturday, and I had I had to watch the kids in the morning, so I left my house at like two o'clock, um, got down to the property at three thirty, three forty five, and I just said, you know, I'm gonna. We got a northwest wind, cold front. I'm gonna try to to hunt this. um, what we call the back road, which is this four wheel trail that comes up out of the bottom. Uh, just, like I said, you know, over the years, five years of trail cam data have shown that bucks just for whatever reason, like to use this trail. Um, and also this year I did at the top of the trail, and this was right after the archery shoot, I did put in a water hole at the top of the trail. So I wanted to try to drive a little bit more consistency up that road. So hopefully, you know, making those bucks instead of every, you know, six days coming up there, or they could use three, four different trails to get up there. Hopefully they use this one to try to get up there and and hopefully it just helps a little bit more. So, um, I did have a picture of a good buck, um, from a cell cam on October 3rd, and I was going to hunt October 7th. Um, so I, I didn't know it was hindsight. I thought i like really examined the photo and it is the buck that I killed. Um, uh, but at the time I was like, okay, the bucks are starting to use this road. I'm going to start, I'm going to go give that out, give that a hunt." Um, and so I got in there, um, about four o'clock and I was. I was very suspect with my tree stand placement.
1: <laughs> I uh,
2: <laughs> I hung the stand in in uh in like early August and I was like, This is a good spot, it'll be good and I and I climbed into the stand and I climbed right out of
1: it. <laughs> and I was yeah.
2: like, Man, I should
1: have brought my saddle and sticks and I'd go, What's that? You just thought what was I thinking when I put this thing? You sit there and you look at it and go, There's no trail there. There's branches all over here. It just doesn't feel right.
2: Yeah, it was, it was uh, one of those scenarios where I was like, man, why did I put it on this trail? I should have put it on the other trail that's closer to where I think they would come out or something like that. And I was second guessing the whole way, but I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to stick with the game plan. Stop, stop overthinking it. Like they use the road, just go sit on the road. So that's, that's what I did. Um, and and I didn't, I didn't see a deer all night. <laughs> um, just saw a whole bunch of buck, buck squirrels, big buck squirrels running around. And, uh, until about the last, uh, 20 minutes of light. Um, and from this, this tree stand that I'm in, it's, it's overlooking the, the first shooting land I have is at 14 yards. Um, and that's like, I, I cleaned that out a little bit, but the, the, And then there's another shooting lane at like 16 or 17 yards. And in between the two, there's like a little brush pile. So basically the idea is when the deer come in, I can kind of, I first am able to see them at 25 yards and then they come into the shooting lane at 14. If I can't draw on them, they go behind this little brushy pile and then I can draw on them and then I can shoot them again at 16 yards as they're going kind of up this hill on the four wheel trail. So, um, and I, I is this is this story going too long am I taking up too much time no, we, oh, got, we got we got all the time
0: in the world man I wouldn't detect the other one okay <laughs> all
2: right so because it gets uh it get, there's a lot of details and I and I do have this on video and I gotta go make a little adjustment and I think I'll be able to make this into a video and, and publish this to YouTube but it's gonna take me take me some time to to get it done but um but so what happens is about 20 30 minutes before before dark uh, I hear something from down the hill, and it sounds like uh, sounds like a deer movement. And I'm sitting there, you know, I hadn't seen a deer all night, and I'm like, man, I picked the wrong spot. I'm getting pictures from all my buddies that are like does in the field, blah blah blah. And uh, and my hunting buddy who is with me, his name's Chad. He's my neighbor. He was down at another stand um he was like yeah i'm seeing does come through and i'm not seeing anything I'm like man i picked the wrong spot and i keep telling myself like no nope, this is a last like 20 30 minutes of light stand and then like on cue i thought i heard some deer like walking um coming from down the hill couldn't see it um but i knew it was close and i knew there was, it sounded like deer and then i'm looking through on that trail um there's just a whole bunch of saplings that line the trail so uh, I'm, I'm looking through, trying to look through these saplings and basically like they, that's what gives me the only, the ability to see out like 25 to 30 yards is because of all these saplings. And then all of a sudden I catch like some deer legs through the saplings. I'm like, okay, it is a deer, um, hit record on my camera, grab my bow, like, let's get ready. Cause I was planning on shooting a doe that night. And, uh, and that deer starts coming and I see there's another deer behind it. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a, it's a doe and a fawn. I'll shoot this doe when she comes in um, and I'll, I'll get some meat in the freezer. And uh, the doe pops out and it's actually a four pointer, little forky fork, and uh, pops out at, and I get a good look at him at like 20 yards. I'm like, okay, it's a fork, not gonna shoot him. Um, that deer behind him is probably this eight point that we have on camera, and it seems like the eight point and the four point are hanging out together. So this fork gets to me at 14 yards and then starts walking right at me and it gets to like 10 yards and it wants to hop up on this deer trail. Um, and in the deer and I looked down, I didn't even notice it, but there's a deer trail that literally goes right below my stand. (laughs) And my stand is one it's kind of, it's cool how it's set up. Actually you walk out on a big rock cliff and then you like basically hop over to this tree that's like a couple feet away. And I hung one stick on the tree and then the tree stand. So I'm like, 15 feet off the ground, maybe not that much, maybe like 12 feet off the ground, but I'm only one stick up. And I look down and that trail goes right underneath me. So this, this little fork takes like a step onto the trail and then looks up and he eyeballs me and I'm like, Oh man, this kind of sucks. And so then he gives me the old Bob and weave, right? His head is just (laughs) going all over the place, trying to figure out what I am. He backs off um, and goes back onto the four wheel trail. And he kind of keeps looking at me and, uh, and then he decides he decides I'm not a threat. So he starts walking up the hill. He goes behind the brushy stuff. I'm like, all right, he's behind the brushy stuff. Like, where's this other deer? And I still couldn't see him. I kind of was looking through the, um, through those saplings and I, I couldn't see him. I could see, I could see legs, but I couldn't see anything else. I was like, okay, he's still there. And he gets this four pointer gets to my 16 yard lane. And He stops. He gives me the old head bob again, and then he he does that for like thirty seconds. And I don't. I'm just sitting there moving. And this is the first time I've ever sat this stand. This is the third time in the six years that we've hunted the property that I've ever been in this area. So I just don't. He just had no clue what I was, and I had a good wind as well. I had a great wind. Um, strong northwest wind, no problem. So he eventually just gave me the pass, and this little forky continued on up the up the hill and I lost sight of him at like 20 yards. And uh, and so then I look back and I see this this other deer walking up the hill and uh, and he takes a few steps and I'm looking at him and then I hear some crunching from up the hill again. I look up and here comes the Forky back into my 16 yard lane and he starts giving me the old head bob again. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you doing, dude? Get out of here. You already passed me as a threat, you know, get out of here. Um, and at that point he gives me the head bob and I look over and this deer behind him and taking a couple more steps. And I was like, Oh my God, it is the big boy. It's the biggest buck on the property that we got. He's a mega, he's huge, like, holy, like, and all of a sudden my heartbeat just started beating through my ear. Well, to the little guy, he looks I even was like
0: bigger. Probably you're <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs>
2: Like, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I was, I was freaking like, I out. I wish like, I had some I music
0: like, to play like like, like some star Wars music like, dun, 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 or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And all I saw was like this, this buck for anybody who doesn't, who's listening to this and hasn't heard it. He, he ended up scoring about a, a hundred, he scored 158 inches. He's got a huge split G2 looks like a mule deer from one side. Um, And, and I, oh, that's all I saw. And I just saw the giant split G2 and I was like, Oh my God, it's him. Right. And so like all of a Full sudden panic ensues. I wasn't concerned about anything else. I was like, Holy, like, I gotta, I gotta get an arrow this deer. How am I going to get an arrow in this deer? Like he, and he was calm, cool and collected, not nervous at all or anything. And then, uh, So total opposite to of like you at spot, this point. Total opposite of the <laughs> fork. Like, <laughs> total opposite of, of, he's just chilling.
0: You're not calm, cool um, and collected, walk, but he, but he is.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out like the winds blowing and I'm shaking worse than the leaves around me, you know, it's like the, yeah, my eardrum, I just remember like vividly, like my ears were throbbing because my heartbeat was pounding so hard. Uh, and, uh, and so this buck walks and he's behind the saplings. And basically all I can see is his head. Well, I can see most of his body in his head. But they're all behind all these little saplings, and um, and I can't like really get a shot through them. I needed him. He and at this point he was at 18 yards. I needed him to take four more steps, and he would have been in my shooting lane. So, um, and if you remember that road that you that you shot the elk on, um, it's got like it's got like these flat spots. Like you go down the road, and then it flattens out for like two steps, and then it goes down, and then it flattens out, and it goes down and flattens out. He's just standing on one of those flat spots. Wow. So, um, so I, I see him, I freaked out. I'm like, okay, yep. Yep. I got to figure out how to shoot this deer. And I'm, and at this point I'm basically screaming at the four pointer to, to get away, go away, stop trying to screw, screw this up for me. So, uh, so the four pointer is sitting there giving me the old head Bob and gives me the pass again. So he continues back up the hill. So the big, um, the, the big boy, no neck, he takes two more steps and he's at like 16 yards. And so then I'm like, come on, keep coming, man, keep coming. And I look over and here comes the four pointer again, down the hill. <laughs> and no neck is staring at this four pointer. And I'm staring at the four pointer and looking like we we have this weird triangle going on. The four pointer is looking at me, I'm looking at no neck and no Neck's looking at the four pointer. And the four pointer comes down and gives me the old head Bob again. And no neck takes a step back and like, then hey, starts pal, what you, looking you down the hill. There, Steve.
0: What, what do you got there, Steve on the old, uh, you doing that for, I've seen that before.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just like, he was getting nervous now too. So then I was like, Oh man, this is not good. This is not good at all. Like this is going to be bad. I got to figure out how to get narrow in this deer like ASAP or he's out of here you know, and then the worst, one of the worst things that could have happened was the little buck. He doesn't blow, but he bounds away and runs into the woods and he goes and stands almost exactly where the elk target was. Um, And he just runs like into the woods there and no neck, like looks at him. And then he looks up the Hill and he looks back down the Hill. And so then I'm like, this is like, I have to find a gap now. He's, he's busting, Like he's going to go. I got to find a shot. So I look, and I'm looking around trying to find any sort of gap that I can, and I find this little six-inch window, like, and it's and there's a perfect leaf that's like marking the gap that I need to shoot in. And you weren't at
0: full draw yet, were you? You have not drawn back your bow yet? or have, No, had your, I have not. Because you really didn't have an opportunity. No, I haven't other drawn at all. At
2: okay. The fork's been eyeballing me the whole time. Oh, my God. I haven't been able... Yeah. So like, I, I didn't even think I got him on video camera, but it, I did, I barely got him on camera because I couldn't move my camera at all. Cause this fork is basically, you know, on me the whole time. Um, so yeah, like I said, no neck, um, looks at the fork, looks uphill, then looks back downhill. I'm like, I got to find a gap. And I found it, this little six inch window. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to split one in there. And the little window, it gets me to his heart. Like that's basically heart, low lungs is the only chance I have. I'm like, all right, so I got to thread the needle here. And if I do, he's dead. If I don't, like I got a, I probably got a wounded buck. Like I got a, I'm just going to miss. I don't know. I'm going to hit one of these saplings. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But at, at he's at like 17, 18 yards at this point, I'm like, I know I can make this shot. I know I can, like I've I've certainly hit my target plenty of times in this scenario, so I go to draw, found the gap. I go to draw. He snaps his head and stares daggers into my face. And I'm like, Oh shit. He saw me like I'm done. Like he's got me. I'm, I'm toast. He's going to bust. Cause at this point he was kind of like on edge a little bit. And I just sat there and, and I had drawn my bow maybe like two inches. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm toast. I'm toast. And then the little forky, takes like three steps and no neck looks back at the fork you draw back on and that. I've I've never I've never <laughs> drawn faster as <laughs> 70 pounds never felt so light I'll tell you that like <laughs> ripped it back and settled my pin um right in that gap and it just I couldn't tell you what happened but it just like stuck like my pin was fixed to his heart like it wasn't moving I wasn't shaking I had at that point, it seemed like I had calmed down. Like everything was just like rock solid. Looked at my pin and I did one of the, I did the old double take too. Cause I like, I put my pin on them and then I pulled my head off my string to like, is that where it's supposed to be? Like, is this the gap? Is this the hole? I looked back down my peep. I'm like, yep, that's it. Let it rip. And I pulled the trigger and just flew straight and true. I had a Luminok on, I saw the arrow flight. It didn't deflect, nothing, just shot straight through. Um, Heard a loud pop like a balloon. He donkey kicked, ran down the hill, um, and he ran with the fork. And so they were both running downhill. Uh, And a couple seconds after, uh, after I shot him, I heard some crashing. But as you guys know, there's like there's some creek, there's a creek down there, there's down timber, um, and then I heard after the crashing, I heard some running away as well from a from a deer. So I'm like, okay, did the big boy crash? Did he just? Did they hit some logs? The forky hit some logs. Like, I don't know what happened, and I don't know. And at this point, it's like 6:40, and I shot a little bit through that brush. I don't know exactly where I hit him. I know I had a good hit on him. Um, I know it was like in vitals and I was very confident of that, but I don't know exactly where I hit him. So I was a little bit concerned, but at the same time I was, uh, my buddy, I got back to the cabin and, and he was like, how confident are you? I said nine out of 10, he's dead. I just don't know like how far he's going to run. So, um, we gave him, we gave him two hours. Uh, cause I just wanted to make sure I didn't want to rush it or anything. Um, got back out there and he made it 70 yards and tipped over. Didn't even make it to the bottom. And we just freaked out in celebration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pose of like pouring up so. drinks and picks to come tomorrow. Like we're going to celebrate now. And man, I'm super freaking happy for you. You've yeah. been after this kind of thing for a long time. <laughs> and that was a hell of a deer. And dude, that, that you, you played it right. That's got to feel good. Cause like, yeah, it, those seconds get drawn out into minutes in your mind because time is relative. And in that moment in time, like that probably felt like forever. And, and you could be kicking yourself in the teeth for like, man, I should have done this, or I could have done that. Or, you know, but you, you had a lot of variables, kind of a little, I mean, a lot of the stuff was in your favor, the wind. Um, and so forth. That other buck was a real problem.
2: You should just go find
0: something. Yeah. To tell you, well, go kill that fucker. Just,
2: yeah. <laughs> just put on the pressure <laughs> in the, you know, while this whole thing was occurring, so I looked back at my footage and I think I have like eight, I didn't even look like, so I, it was a whirlwind of events. Cause I had to fly out to Houston, like right away afterwards. Um, so like I looked back, I've watched the footage just a little bit and I think the whole thing took place in under eight minutes and I thought it was like 20 minutes.
1: It always feels and longer.
2: The, yeah the other thing is in that time frame, the wind died, and I felt the thermals hit the back of my neck and go like down the hill and so I was like, this forky is picking up my thermals, and eventually no neck's gonna like pick up my thermal, and he's just gonna bolt, you know, and so I was really concerned about that too, and I don't know how the how they didn't pick me up um but yeah, it was just a whole lot of A whole a whole lot of chaos and and some. The inner inner dialogue has been
0: so loud though. Like, oh, you said you are basically yelling at that spike. (laughs) I mean, granted, it was obviously dead silent, but I could just hear the voice in your head. Like, get the fuck out of
2: here! What the hell are you doing to me, man? Get yeah, get out of here! Go away! I don't have time for you right now. (laughs) Yeah, and after you know the first year uh, that, that really big non-typical came through at 30 yards and I wasn't confident in my bow set up and my broadheads, like since that year. And I, I passed that deer just because of that. Um, I've been just anal about making sure my broadheads tune and I'm extremely confident in my setup. Um, so when this opportunity presented itself and it was the only opportunity I had and I needed to make the shot under the pressure and everything, like practicing all summer and continuing to practice every day um, or every other day with my broadheads at, you know, 40 yards and under was paid mega dividends in this scenario. I didn't have, I was extremely confident that I could make the shot. And I, sh- and I wasn't, I didn't have any sort of feeling that I was going to wound this deer. Um, I, even though it was a small window, I had every bit of confidence that I was going to make it. And, and thankfully, you know, my confidence was in the right place and I, and I was able to make the shot, but man, I, I can't say enough about being confident in your setup. So that when things like this happen, you know, you're confident, you can thread the needle because especially like hunting public land, you can't trim shooting lanes. Right. Right. So 99% of the time they're, they're not doing what you want them to do. And they show up in places you're not wanting them to show up and they stop behind specific trees and pieces of brush and you've got to try to thread the needle. And so like being confident in that setup, man, I couldn't, I couldn't say enough about, about making sure you are. Um, yeah. And, and it turns out, you know, the shot placement was perfect. I, I stuck them straight through the heart. So, you know, he made it 60 yards. I didn't even touch the lungs, just iron will right through the heart. Oh.
0: That's awesome. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, carnage. Those yep. things, cut,
2: and those cut things work well. They do. I'm disappointed. I, I, I lost the arrow, like went through them and I don't know where it went. You'll find it in spring. But, uh, yeah. It's a, I hope so. It's a $55 arrow sitting out <laughs> yeah. somewhere. I've lost nope. many of those.
0: The buck on the one of the bucks. Well, actually, yeah. The, the small buck on the wall. I never found that arrow. No, nope, you didn't. <clears throat> Who knows where, but I shot, I was low in the tree. Like you were maybe 10, 12 feet up if that, and shot kind of high and it probably just kept sailing way beyond where the point of impact would have been in canary grass. Yeah,
2: man, they can do such funny things. My, uh, my buddy shot an elk this year and he thought he missed because after he shot, he saw his fletching go over the elk. Mm. And what happened was on point of impact, the elk, jolted forward and his fletchings went up. He broke the arrow and his fletchings went up and over his back. So he had thought he totally missed the entire thing. And then he walked over there to look for his arrow and he just found pools of blood. <laughs> that's Wait, he was <laughs> <laughs> elated.
1: That's that's wild.
0: That's cool, man. Congrats. Yeah, good for you. That's yeah. gotta yeah. be, yeah, super exciting and, and Monkey way to... off
1: the shoulders after having a few uh, tough seasons and, and finally, Deciding to throw something different at it. If something's not working. You keep doing it. You know, it's the definition of insanity. You do it multiple times with no success or limited success. You got to do something different. So it's cool. You, you went yeah. outside the box and tried, you know, you had an inkling. Let's try this just once. What can it hurt? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would, I also like, you know, like this is a hundred acres and this is the sixth season hunting it and it's the first season, that I went around and we set up nine tree stands. I was confident enough that these nine would be like the spots that I wanted to hunt. Um, instead of like, even though it's a private piece, I was always running a mobile setup because I just like, wasn't confident in all these locations. And I was trying to pinpoint exactly what tree I needed to be in and what wind and what scenario and things like that. And I didn't want to go through all the work of setting everything up. Um, and so this year set up nine and, that the first one the first time and you tagged out well that's interesting too like
0: first one first time like in first time in that area that's been a common thesis that i've heard from others too like first sits are really powerful in the deer woods um because you've not tipped them off at all and if you've read the sign right you might just get the opportunity but um i thought i was going to say to you what was it yeah picking trees is hard <laughs> that wasn't the thought but um this trees is very hard we we just put a post out like a couple like a week ago about like the only thing worse than the spot i picked is the one i or the the, the only thing spot the only thing worse than the spot i didn't pick is the one i did pick
2: (laughs) right like it's it's hard yeah i know i swear i'll try to go hunt for three hours and i'll spend an hour and a half picking a tree No, but you've been shooting your bow
0: a bunch. I mean, obviously, by the way, like go, go walk your property. You'll probably find some of my arrows out there that are just as expensive. Maybe less broadhead, but you got your-
2: yes, I've actually found a few, a few that I haven't, that I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I think I lost one last season last this past summer i think i sailed right of that over the target block in the front in the front of the yard of the property there yeah, you
1: did there's there's some land just off the yard somewhere in there and all that poison ivy yeah i brought my new bow and I was like, yeah, no, i'm yeah, I'm not know. interested in that no, <laughs> no
0: i one wasn't can stay there it's like no nah, it's okay <laughs> no but dude thanks for calling in man i'm glad you were able True. to share the story i was yeah. dying to know so i would have called you anyways but this worked out pretty well now yeah, you man. just shared with a whole bunch of people no so.
2: yeah thanks for having me
0: that's awesome i'm super happy for you man it's it's very exciting to hear you got something done like that it's a fucking colossal deer man 150 said like almost 160 inches that's wild
2: yeah yeah I, i i had a really hard time with um the photos and showing the size of this deer. i think i have one photo you know how like in the olden days they would hang the deer um it's not the olden days necessarily, but like deer camps, you know, you got the meat pole, you hang it. And then you take the photos next to it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, standing up. Yeah. And you know how, like when they, when you get a photo of like somebody shoots a crocodile or an alligator or something like that, you got a big photo, like they're hanging up. That's the photo I should have taken. I kind of have one like that, but this deer, um, when it was hanging from, from the tree in the yard, um, I could barely jump. I'm six two and I could barely jump up and touch its hooves that were hanging up um and its head was like a couple inches off the ground so i mean in terms of like size i think like in length he was about eight and a half feet long um and i mean in terms of weight this deer was already he was already puffed up and he wasn't i mean it wasn't even the rut yet it took uh three guys that were all over 200 pounds to pick this thing up and put them in the back of the truck um it was a huge like I've never never had a deer bigger and dragging that thing out was that was a When you're in pretty good work. shape too, so I don't I don't wanna
0: imagine <laughs> no. what that'd be like. I might have passed and just take the spike because I don't feel it to work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the effort yeah the effort man yeah and our my buddies were claiming you know that do this thing's 250 pounds dressed and we tried to get them i called a couple people to try to get a scale dude it's hard um, and i to never find did a, so i don't wanna
1: it's hard to find a certified but scale i got i had my
0: uncle weigh this deer and my dad yeah and here, that, he to that, that thing is so old it. as
1: can be that thing's older than dirt you don't know how accurate it is oh. but i my dad let's see how old was i eight years old my dad shot uh, a nice pope and young eight pointer um in dodge county and yeah. back then that was the 80s you could you could go a couple different places where they they sold coal they sold coal hmm. so they you would uh, they would sell it by weight so you could go over a scale a certified scale and they also sold fuel oil so they had to weigh the trucks so there was a place over in Reeseville, it's now a filling station, there's no scale left there anymore, but I remember him shooting that buck, we took it over, over to that place and pulled it off and set it on the scale off the top of the station wagon, and set it on the scale and it ended up weighing like 253 pounds, and oh, I was dressed goodness. and it was three oh, days gosh. later. Yeah, dude, that's I've a, never seen a buck, that's a it's been a long time since I've seen a buck with a body that big. That's ridiculous. And I got a picture of it hanging up yeah. down in my, my office in the basement. But it's wow. uh, that thing was wow. enormous. I
0: don't remember the weight of mine. I have to go back and watch the video, actually. But I don't know that it
1: was a certified but it was yeah. a
0: manufacturing plant, if that says anything. So who knows? But it was yeah, old. But, uh, but
1: it's been old. It's yeah. been sitting in a shed and yeah. humidity and everything affecting it.
0: Yeah. Well, Anthony, dude, mm-hmm. thanks again, man. Yeah.
2: So what are you doing? Yeah, now? What no, are you going to do the rest you. of the season? You're just going to hang out? Thank you for letting me tell the whole thing. You're just,
0: you're just gonna Thanks like be a husband and a dad now, and then you're you're good, or like what?
1: Doe mission, rifle hunting.
2: Uh,
1: I pre-negotiated an
2: out-of-state hunt in November with my wife, regardless of what occurred. So I'm gonna try to
1: hold her to it. We'll see how that goes, but I'm gonna try. Cool. <laughs> your are wife. You, see, your wife seems pretty cool. <laughs> are you whitetail hunting, or are you hunting something else?
2: Yeah, no, I'll whitetail hunt. Um, it's just the, the question of if I want to go. I, I have a, a piece of public in Illinois that I've hunted before that I sure. might revisit. Um, but in Illinois, license, 400 bucks or yeah, 500 bucks. I've, so. done,
1: I've done it when it's all set, ex- done. You're just shy of 500. It's like 485 and change. And Yeah. And the stuff yeah. in the northern part of the state's kind of tough to hunt because everybody else hunts it.
2: Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough spot, but I I had, I had pretty good luck. I hunted it for three days and I had one, I had one really nice buck come through that I couldn't get a shot at. And then I, uh, I had a camera problem on the other one. I was, I was going to shoot a really nice eight point. Um, and my camera arm started swinging out of nowhere and then <laughs> Buck looked up and this camera just like, you know, <laughs> drifting through the air off my tree. <laughs> I'm like, Oh that no. Right. I'm out. So you saw it and and took off. Um, but yeah, might go there, might go to Minnesota cause the tags cheap or I uh, might head out. You know, people always say Pennsylvania, big woods is, is really difficult to hunt and it's tough and everything. Yeah. I uh, might with... sneak out there yeah, we're, is that you're talking and about see if I can get Stewart? something going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was you, right, Anthony? you talking about going with Johnny out there?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was talking to Johnny Stewart and um, he invited me out there and see. I said, you know what, I might take you up on this year. He's got a couple other hunts that he's on and then uh, if timing and everything works out, I'll probably be headed out there to catch up with him for for a uh, half a, for right. a week yeah, or that's
0: so. A, it's a good, it's a good job. He'd
1: just be a good guy to be hanging out with. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, dude, thanks again, man. We'll, uh, we'll let you off here. So you can yeah. nestle in your hotel room there and I don't know, do whatever you do. Take a load off.
2: Right. Yeah. Try to make money. There you <laughs> go, <laughs> right. buddy. Try to pay for the addiction.
0: Have fun. All right. We'll Thank you soon.
2: guys. I hope everybody has a great evening and, uh, and for everybody listening, I, I hope you guys have the same type of luck I had and, and you guys put in the work and, and shit pays off for you.
1: Yeah, thanks, bud. We're getting there. All right. Yep. I'll catch you guys later. See you, buddy. Bye, bye.
0: So, um, Jason, Joel, and my my Joel and I, Joel and my buddy, Jason, uh, Cole's just commented. He said he got. Uh, I'll throw it up on the screen here, Greg. So you can see he got two doughs so far. Passed on an a point last week that I probably shouldn't have.
1: Is he back from Florida? He's back for
0: good from Florida now.
1: So he mo- A new revelation. Wow. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. I, I mean, it was he was down there to. for a little while, but.
0: Yeah, you'll see him at deer camp. Okay. Here. Cool. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We've uh, officially announced Greg's going to be at deer camp. <laughs> kind of just forced my hand on making him go somehow, and he's agreed to it. Hey, so everybody. It's <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> whoop de doo uh, Who did I? I was talking to someone else at. This like from the Prairie du area. That's like, oh, I'd love to meet up with you guys. I was like, oh, maybe we're out that way. Um, that was cool to hear a story. I'm really glad I got to hear. It. I didn't know the story up until yeah, this point, so it's, it's my, awesome. Fresh, fresh ears on that one. That's a long time to be putzing around with a big deer in front of you like that. I'd be panicking. Eight minutes feels like an hour. My thought has always been like, am I actually going to be able to do? Like, am I actually going to pull this off? Even when that one showed Some, up, I was like sometimes Man, your
1: own you're your own worst enemy. Right, he's oh, talking about second guessing yeah, this and second guessing. You're inside that. your own head. Just, I can
0: relate to him very much so on that. Yeah. I don't know if you have that or not. Maybe you do. You never um, talk about that kind of stuff. You just seem pretty confident, actually.
1: It just goes automatic. I try not to over overthink it, I guess. But I've I've had a lot of opportunities and, and successes with killing does, and does are real edgy. So I, I guess I got a lot of that out of my system early. And now I just, you know, acquire the target, wait for the right I'm talking about right picking turn a spot. And, and picking a spot. Particular is the big yeah, one. Yeah, it's always picking a spot. Um, Yeah, pick a spot and, you know, assess the angle real fast. And when the shot presents itself, it goes. I mean, picking a goes. tree. Oh, um, that too. That's
0: the part. You know what's funny, though, about picking the spot to shoot? That part, I think...
1: On public, you're talking picking a tree, picking
0: a spot to actually throw a sit at. Like, yeah, that, that feels like that's where I second guess everything all I day. I just, long.
1: I just try to put a couple of elements together. If, if, if it's multiple, like yesterday, there was a lot of trails that crisscrossed. There's a, there's a creek there that had water in it. They were crossing to go over towards crop fields. There wasn't. There was oaks not far away. Um, that looks like a good spot to me. Years of scouting and knowing how they run through that area uh i just kind of this this tree this tree or this tree will work this tree here will put me closer if they come through this opening that tree over there looks like it could be farther away but it might cover my butt better because of the Mm -hmm. wind Mm -hmm. and i didn't really take account into account the thermal pull that it would have once the wind died i didn't think the wind was going to die as much as it did and it did and yeah actually when we were back there
0: the other day i was like Fairly windy that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the trees were rocking, but towards the end of the night it died down only a little bit. Yep. But once you got back into that stuff, the wind wasn't as consistent. Once you're in the foresty area, yeah, I think there's more dynamics at play there because well, like is the wind was shifting. Like I was you know, showing was- Jace, I was dropping milkweed pods or you know uh, yep. seeds, and it was like, well, now it's going a different direction altogether. Like, yeah, interesting.
1: Well, and it's the thermal pulls, right? So. That area had a couple of openings around it. Sun was getting through and warming those openings, so Hmm. everything is rising. Hmm. The sun dips down. The wind goes away. Now you have that thermal pull where those areas are warmed up. You drop a milkweed, and it's going to pull that direction. Even though you feel it cooling, you also have that, too, where the cold air is dropping, so it's also going to pull things down, but it'll pull your scent over to that warmer spot hmm. it always does regardless if it's water water holds heat too but if you got grasses canary grasses or cattails they hold heat that's where your scent's going to go when the wind cuts
0: it's the fact that's happening like throughout that whole damn area there's just a lot of scent there's a changes lot there's we a talked lot about on the deer yeah. hunter podcast we got like multiple deer.
1: transitions there you got cattails the canary yeah. grass and and the, you know the, the wooded ditch. area the ditch there's a lot going on there so it, it's almost as bad as as hunting uh, uh,
0: uh, hill country
1: yeah, was, was say. with the thermals.
0: <laughs> yeah, hunting's hard. So at the end of the day, I just decided. Use well, your milkweed. I was like, well, this is about a good spot, as honey, because I don't freaking know. The deer are going to do what they're going to do. And like, damn it if I do, damn it if I don't. If I push in further, the deer are going to come over here. If I go here, they're going go there. Like, I don't, I don't know. So for me, it just seemed like I had the most wind advantage to my favor where i did set up where if i felt as though i pushed in i would have had encounters that could have screwed me and i was like well i'd rather just have all the benefit if it pans out mm-hmm. rather than get totally effed by the wind if something comes in downwind because at that point they could have and i didn't know which way they're going to be headed for food because there's food on both sides i'll be a pretty large plot now where they're bedded like they might be picking their food so i didn't see a damn thing i didn't hear anything nothing came through we saw a tree full of three or four raccoons. I think Jace got on film because it I was like, well, that's kinda neat. They're right there making all mm-hmm. sorts of raccoon sounds. <laughs> but beyond that, it was uh it was just a really nice evening. Yeah, and to, I just to, saw a couple from the kinks distance. out of the gear. So. I just
1: saw their backs through the grass. That's yeah. all I saw, and then the raccoons too. So yep. there's plenty of them. Plenty, plenty. of them things around.
0: Yeah, well that's uh I don't know how our season's going so far. We are filming season two of uh The Weird... Whoa! see? I've done it. Oh. I've done it. Yeah, you did. Of the OKS Hunter show. Season 2. We have a name for it. We're not going to tell you guys yet. But uh, it should be fun. There'll be signs of what the name is throughout our postings throughout the remainder of the season. If you pick up on it, let us know. Yep. But if not, we'll announce it whenever we uh, put it out. When it, I actually don't know. I might decide to put it out next September.
1: That might be a Rather sometime. than
0: wait. Like this past one we put out in March, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a smart move or not. This smart I really don't know what we're doing.
1: <laughs> so you'll you'll get a You'll get a We'll f- figure it out. Yeah, you'll get a as we it go. Out.
0: We'll f- we'll see what the data tells us. But yeah, yeah, uh, fun. We, I don't know. We might do some interviews in here tonight again, just the two of us. So maybe we wait till next week when Derek's back. And um...
1: <clears throat> yeah, Derek's got Derek's had some encounters. It's been good for him.
0: Yeah, he was gonna be here tonight, but it's his anniversary, so we kicked him out as we had mentioned earlier. So he'll be back next week. Cool. Next week we're gonna learn about the wind. Mm-hmm. Speaking of thermals. A concept that I have I understand it, but I
1: You have yet to grasp.
0: That's not even it. There's just so many so many variables.
1: Again, you're overthinking it. That I'm like, Milk, okay. You have that you have those pods of milkweeds. Yeah, that's all that's all That's I all used. you need. Yep. Just yep. drop them and watch. Yep. When you think, when you when you get an inkling that maybe you might be onto something, drop it, and it's either going to tell you you are. Well, oh, I you're just not. drop
0: it the whole hunt because I'm like, oh, I'm bored. I want to see where the wind's going.
1: Oh, still doing what I thought it was. Oh, it changed.
0: Oh, let's drop it again. See if it's back. Hope oh, it's back. Yep. <laughs> just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks, folks, for tuning in. We appreciate you. If you like what we do, I assume you like what we do to some degree. You won't be listening. Give us a review or a rating. It's always fun to see those come through. I don't ask for them often. It's always nice to see what people have to say. Typically, it's a nice thing. Every now and again, we get a jackass saying something mean, but it's it, good feedback. It's is feedback. We'll take it. Uh, beyond that, check out the okshunter.com website. We officially have camouflage hoodies. That's the newest thing to the store. We got the. I talked about this last week. The the all day sit hoodie. I'm wearing it. Um, got little debbies all over here, <laughs> all over the table. What else? I think that's kind of it. We got. I think we got. Um, well, the face masks coming soon. Is that called, is it called a face mask? Gator face mask from where? Ourselves. We're gonna put the antler on it, call Ooh. it, put it out into the store.
1: Well, that's fancy.
0: I don't know when that's gonna happen. It's uh, to me,
1: I don't know. You're the product guy.
0: I'm death second, Tyler.
1: I'm the juice box guy.
0: Tyler's the product guy. I'm the, I'm the creative dipshit. That knows how to push buttons in the studio. Anyway, that's thirsty, all we got, I think. Juice so we'll catch you guys next week.
1: Hey, have a little Debbie. <laughs> See ya. See ya.